Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigSceneDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. HN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of sports yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. Hey, everyone. It's Scott from Marty's Illegal Stick Hockey Podcast and the Zamboni Time Machine. If you want to create your own podcast, the best option to make that happen is Anchor. If you ever heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, and who doesn't like free? There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, hockey fans, and welcome to episode number 65 of Marty's Illegal Stick Hockey Podcast, recording here on February 23rd, 2022. I'm Scott Kinville, and man, have we got a great show lined up for you today. Uh, before we bring our guest in, I'm going to bring in my co-host. Uh, you know what? He is decked out in NWO. I love it. I know he's going to regret this. <laughs> what else would you expect from the macho dom dom real what's going on buddy you want me to put the shades on too because i will no i'm just kidding what's going on everybody uh we're hanging out rocking and rolling on social media give us a follow on everything we got a great guest you normally would hear his voice on wednesday nights but you're not tonight for some reason so let's enjoy this <laughs> absolutely absolutely and that guest is he you know him as the voice of the comets he is Far and away, the best play-by-play announcer in the American Hockey League. He is the one. He is the only Mr. Jason Shia. What's up, Jason? Uh, it's a lovely introduction. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> Couldn't uh, have done it better himself. <laughs> <laughs> no, we appreciate you coming on, man. So, uh, yeah, we were just talking. It's uh, unusual not to have a game on a Wednesday night. It is unusual. So, I mean, I'll take the night off. Uh, we're going to, you know, you end up playing – you're, no matter how how much I try to get my mind to contort around it, we're still going to play 72 games a year. So uh, there's a lot of games condensed into a short amount of time. And when there's time off, that's why I have a hat on and I have not shaved. So uh, I'm enjoying <laughs> that part of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Of course, poor guy gets a night off from announcing and he's got to come on a show with us. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Keep it nice and tight and quick. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, Jason, let's get right to it. I mean, you've got the bird's eye view of the comments for every game. What are some of the keys to the success of this team this season? Because it's been a, a runaway success story. First team to 30 wins in the AHL, been at or near the top of the AHL all season long. What do you see as some of the keys that have, have made this machine go like it has? 
Well, I was just, I just interviewed Ryan Schmelzer for television uh, today. So we'll, it'll air uh, on Friday, I believe part one. And yeah, you don't, you saying, you know, we had the team in Binghamton last year and it was a Newark technically. Right. And they only won five games, I think, or whatever they won. They didn't win many games. And then you go into the season with, he said, probably 60, 70% of the guys come over to, to Utica. So you really didn't know what to expect, you know, a little bit changeover, obviously a new head coach and, but no one knew that they were going to win 13 straight games to start the year or be the first, like you said, team to 30 wins. And it's done with a combination of a lot of things. But I think let's start with the goaltending. You're getting incredible goaltending from two young kids. And now that was not the plan to start with two rookies in the AHL. I think the idea was that you have Bernier and Blackwood there. You'd have Wedgwood in the American League mentoring a younger kid. It didn't end up happening that way. So then you think, oh, man, that's going to be tough. But it ended up working out from the goaltending perspective. The defense have been very, very steady. The emergence of Riley Walsh is a really good power play quarterback uh, defenseman. And his ability to move the puck to the forwards and get away from the forecheck has been great. And then you have four lines. And, and I was talking to Adam Pollock, who does color with me sometimes. And we're looking at the lineup for the last game. And you really can't tell if there's a fourth line or first line. The depth of forward is so good that they're getting scoring from all four lines. And when you have to defend against that, it becomes very difficult for the opposition. Oh, no doubt about it. And I, and bringing a new coach in, coach Kevin Deneen has just made this team into a powerhouse. I mean, it's awesome. What a, what a turnaround from like when you mentioned last year, what, what they went through in Binghamton to this year. Uh, yeah. What do you think that some of the things that coach Deneen has done is and not just X's and O's. I mean, as far as just bringing a whole new attitude to the team, yeah, it's a good it's a good uh, point. I mean, he the team has rallied around the message that he's sending, and every time you have buy-in from your players on a total top to bottom, veterans, rookies, whatever it is, and they're buying into the system, then I think you you have something going pretty good. Now, I'm not in the room at all, and I don't really go around that very much, but I'll tell you right now, those guys are bought in, and they're bought into the message that Kevin Dean is putting into them and they're in their heads all the time, and. You can see it. I say it on the air all the time. A Kevin Deneen coach team plays the same way, whether they're down by two or up by two. They play hard. They play physical. There's not a lot of room on the ice, uh, and and they they seem to embrace the moment. And I think that that's one thing that he's brought to the table, and it's it's obviously played uh, paid off in terms of wins. Oh, no Absolutely. doubt. There's no doubt about it. I mean, just top to bottom, contributions all across the board. You mentioned yeah. Riley Walsh, who has just been a fantastic – I mean, you called it the best, the quarterback that makes the, the yeah. go go around, so to speak, right? I mean, Fabian Zetterlin has been unbelievable this year. Uh, third year in the AHL, he's breaking out like crazy now. I mean, this yeah. is about 18 goals, 18 assists I think he has so far. Um, Alexander Holtz in Utica has been as good as advertised. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, he, he spent a little bit of time up in New Jersey. I think maybe coming back to the comments was very beneficial, obviously, for him to to get yeah. his feet under him, to get his game going. Uh, with all these, I mean, Nolan Foote's been, you know, his game, is, he's rebounded very nicely. He was in a little bit of a slump for a little while, came back nicely. Uh, what are some of the un, unsung heroes on this comments team, though? You know, one kid I like, like watching a lot is Graham Clark. I think he's, yeah. he's going to be a good young product for this uh New Jersey Devils organization. He'll play in the NHL. Lots of skill. Young kid. Right shot. He likes to shoot the puck, too. I really like the way he's played the game. Um, I'm trying to think of the line. You mentioned the Swedes as well. Um, in combination with each other, they've been great. 
Chase DeLeo is another kid who has led the team in scoring for most of the season until they went weirdly three games at a point. But he's been another guy who's driven the, you know, the engine in really, really well when he's been asked to carry some of the offensive load. So, I, I mean, there are some – and I think one of the most unsung heroes of the team are A.J. Greer and Nate Schnarr, two big kids. Yes. They play hard. A.J. Greer's having an incredible year. And, um, you know, four goals in one game, shootout winner the next. Uh, there's a lot to like between Schnarr and A.J. Greer. And, and again, you, it's, it's nice to talk about Zettelin and Holtz. Why wouldn't you? They're, they've been that good. But then you add these other pieces in who are also scoring and putting up numbers. That's, that's what makes a team very good on a nightly basis. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> and you know what? I'm glad you mentioned Chase DeLeo, too, because, I mean, he's uh, 35 or 36 points, and he's only played in 27 or 28 games. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's averaging over a point a game. Which that he's averaging, yeah, he's averaging over a point a game, and like I said, he went three games at a point, and and it was just strange. That's not abnormal for any hockey player to go but sure. for Chase, who was at one point, I think, putting out. If you put up an assist in a game, you're like, oh, he must have had a bad night. You know, he puts up <laughs> two goals and an assist. You're like, okay, that's more like it. That's more normal. That's not normal. That's an anomaly for a player to do that. But he does it consistently, and uh, he's so good offensively. And the one thing about Chase, he's not tall. He's obviously not tall. I think he's listed at five foot ten, maybe five nine, but he he's still a physical presence as well. You're not just going to knock him over; like he'll he'll take the hits, but he'll also dish him out too. So he's an all round yeah. great player. Yeah, and that's really what the the comments calling card has been this year too. Just you know, physicality, gritty, tough, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, if you look at like the the defense. I mean, you got some big guys out on defense too. Kevin Ball. I mean, he's of course here's a guy who's got his own fan club. Right, right. he has his own <laughs> fan club. Yeah, yeah. He, and he, and he, and I was really cool to watch him be the number one star of that one game and the fan club, you know, get down and they were, they were down by the glass and he embraced it. He, he you know, he, he relished the moment. I think that was very, a very cool moment for him, for the team. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, uh, Tyler Watherspoon back too, which is going to be huge. huge. No doubt. Uh, the, the, the Comets have a very deep defensive uh, unit. Seven guys now, Masonius went back. So Watherspoon will step in and, I mean, you really got to fight for a spot there. I mean, if you're on the defensive side with a few exceptions, you're not going to have a guarantee to play unless you compete. And that's the best thing about a team like Utica is if you want to be in the lineup, you got to compete for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there was a little bit of news today that uh, Merrick Mittens was sent to Adirondack Thunder of the ECHL. Um, there are some, you know, something that's going to be a permanent thing. I don't quite think so, though. What do you think? Nope, he'll just go play a game and come right back. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> just gotta get just get a game under his belt. Well, yeah, because I mean, it's, it's he's in kind of a tough spot right now because obviously Nico Dawes and Akira Schmidt are, are eating up the most of the starts, and you know that's a great point. You gotta get gotta give him some games just to keep him fresh and and sharp more than anything else, really. Um, yep. As we mentioned earlier, Comets are basically running away with the AHL North, but uh, what are some of the teams in that division that you think match up best with the Comets? Well, Tor- Toronto is always going to be a tough. I mean, Toronto is a team that I think uh, will, you know, if you play it out on paper, it's Utica and Toronto to finish out the North to see who goes on to the conference finals. That's just on paper. Nothing ever ends up working out like that. But Toronto is a powerhouse team every year because they have deep pockets. They spend money at the American League to win. Uh, and so no matter what, what, what the year is, they have the ability to win. We saw what they did to the Comets in Toronto. The first team to really for the most part, kind of, I want to say manhill comments. That's unfair, but they played a really good game and the comments were not effective in uh, their attack. So 
that team in Toronto is very scary. Rochester gets a full lineup, and they have Ukopeka Lukin in a goal. That's not going to be easier. And, you know, I think, you know, the first round's best of five, I think. Uh, they, they change the formats every year. I can never remember. But <laughs> yeah. they, you're playing best of five, and that's scary. I don't care who you go against in the best of five. You, you know, yeah. you can you, you score – you win that first game no matter what, and you're in trouble right away. And when panic starts to set and then anything can happen. So, you, and you, well, let's say a player's hurt too and you don't have one of your key players and now you only have, you know, three or four games to kind of get back into it. It's tough. I mean, you got to get out of the first round. Getting out of the starting blocks will be really key. No matter who they go up against, it's going to be tough in a five-game series. Yeah, no for doubt sure. about it. And everybody's going to be gunning for them the second they get there. Well, that, they are every game. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, look at Cleveland. Yeah. Cleveland is the, one of the, I think yes. the worst – I say the, the, has the worst record – in at least the Eastern Conference, and that was their Stanley Cup beating the Utica Gums. I'm not, I'm not trying to insult them, but they're not making the playoffs. Right. But no, they, it's they true. You're right. They didn't play the game against uh, Utica on that Saturday night after they lost the, the Friday night game like they were just throwing the towel in. They played to win, and yeah. they all, and they did, and they did win the game on great goaltending and timely goal scoring. So, yeah, anybody can beat anybody. This is If I bet on the American Hockey League, I would be – I'm already broke because I'm a minor league hockey broadcaster. But I would, <laughs> I would be more broke than, than, than I – because I, I would never be able to tell you who's going to win a game. I have no idea. Right, right. It's the uh, jungle, man. It's the jungle. That's so true. But you mentioned Ukopakalukan, and I got to say, he's got like one of the funnest names to say ever. Best name in hockey. Love it. It's a great name. And I, I, for some reason, I don't know why I always say the whole name. I don't know what the hell's wrong with me, but I like saying the whole name. So I say it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> He's got one of those names. You just say the whole yeah. thing. It's yeah. awesome. I love it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think actually Laval matches up pretty well with them too. They're way better than their record. I'm telling you. Laval's a good team. I mean, I think the last time out uh, in Laval they won. I can't remember any of the outcomes of games any, once they're done. But, you know, so – that's another team that's going to be tough to beat too. And the other thing you got to remember is Montreal's not going to make the playoffs. New Jersey's not going to make the playoffs. So most and more than likely your AHL team will get some players back if there are players in the NHL. And if you're talking about taking on Toronto or you're taking on Providence, for instance, like, you know, when I was in Charlotte in 2019, we were playing the first round against the Providence Bruins and the Boston Bruins made sure nobody was available for Providence. So they, they had, a, they put one of their, their starting goalie in the stands in Boston rather than have him play in a playoff game in the American League, and they call up a kid from junior, Kyle Kaiser, to play a playoff game in Charlotte. Because they didn't, they didn't care about Providence. They just want to win the Stanley Cup. And the Blackhawks did that for years and years with Rockford. Rockford would go into the playoffs, and the Blackhawks would recall everyone they could to sit in the stands and be a black ace for the possibility that one of those players gets hurt in an American League playoff, and they go, no, we're not dealing with that. We need a guy. We need a guy. We're not having him play in the AHL. Some teams operate that way. The, the New Jersey Devils will not make the playoffs, so the, let's see how the Comets roster looks after the trade deadline and whatnot. But then, you know, you have the benefit of having everybody available to you. Yeah, that is that is true. Um, but I think, you know, like we were just saying, I mean, New Jersey's kind of a long shot to make the playoffs this year. So, I mean, the Comets should have a, a full roster going into the AHL playoffs. Uh, I just want to ask you, let's let's – Go behind the mic with Jason Shy here. What are some of the preparations that go into calling a game? Um, so I have a, I have a lot. That it usually starts two days before. So my preparation for Hershey already started today. And I, I take down all their bio information on a single sheet of paper. So it has their, their number, their draft year, where they're from, where they played college or junior, the statistics from last season, uh, their age, their years pro, and what any, anything that I need to know 
about anybody. So Christopher Brown is playing for Hershey. Well, Patrick, his brother, was my captain. We won the Calder Cup. He plays for Philadelphia now. Doug Brown is a two-time Stanley Cup champion. His dad, who played for the Detroit Red Wings for the most part of his career, and their and their uh, maternal side owns part owner of the New York Giants. So you put all those things down on paper, and then you know if that comes up in the course of the game, you, you'll say that kind of stuff. The other thing too is uh, day of game. I'll isolate, you know, probably seven to ten players, and they're any not streaks, and not everybody's on a streak, but what their points are in the last, let's say, five six games. Is anybody on a point streak? You want to get the power play percentage and PK against one another, but just their overall numbers too. Obviously, you want the lines from both teams in the morning so you know who's playing and who's not playing. And uh, then you get statistics on the goalies that are, are playing in the game. You have those available to you as well. You go through some of your reads for television, and then it's memorization for names and numbers. I spend a lot of time doing memorization, and that's, that's, what I, that's what I worry about the most, and that's my hockey nightmare is going into a broadcast and not having names and numbers memorized. So. Man, that's got to be so – really, that's got to be so difficult because, I mean, especially when you're – you, you learn the comments throughout the year, of course, but you know, you go into teams that you don't play that often and you got to be sharp and on the ball with all that because you're the live guy. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, it, once I get, you know, I've done over a thousand games. So if I, if you put down 18 names and numbers in front of me, really, I could probably get, get about an A minus in about five minutes of reciting them. But it's, it's, it's knowing them as the game is going on under the pressure of the lights and having to go, you know, quickly on it. That's when really things. So you, so warm-ups are very big because sometimes it's the first time you see a team live with their sweaters on and you just I just am staring at the other teams and going through the numbers over and over again. So by the time you get to the opening face-off, you don't you're not thinking about it anymore. You're just calling the game. Right. Fair enough. Well, I'll tell you, you do an incredible job of it. You really do. Uh, you. one last question, we'll get you out of here. So on the road, you're by yourself in the booth. You're the only guy on your yep. at, at the Adirondack yep. Center. You usually got a color guy, you got like Adam Pollock. Uh, the Sestito brothers, and of course, Gary Heenan. That's a of course, Gary. great friend of the show, Gary. <laughs> Must see TV when he's there. Uh, yeah, it is, yeah. Is it more difficult to work alone or to have somebody with you, or is it like a vice versa kind of thing, or does it matter? So if you're working with someone who's good at doing color, it makes everything much easier. If you're working with someone who's not enjoying doing color or is not good at it, then it's worse than working by yourself. So it can go either way. And when you do color commentary with someone who's done it, doing it for the first time or just, you know, I've done color with a lot of people and sometimes people are just aren't interested in doing it. And then it really, you have to pull teeth. And then you're, then you're working hard because now you're working for two people. When I'm in the booth by myself, you become the color commentator of sorts, but it, it, it really, it, it, it's all play calling at that point. But in, the, in a regular broadcast with a color commentator, it's not all play calling because you'll get you'll get the color commentator's analysis during the game, which breaks up the play calling. But in in, another, in the situation where I'm in the booth for the most part by myself, then you get a little less commentary, a little bit more me talking to myself, you know, trying to, you know, it's finding, you know, whatever, right. you know, you can because you break the monotony of calling the game over and over and over again. Hockey, only the same seven things happen all the time. You know, you pass and shots and you get hits and you get face-offs and icing. My God. So you got to find a way to say it all the time differently or come up with something clever, I guess. But, um, yeah, the games can be long. And hockey at its absolute best is flowing. It's constant. There's no whistles up and down the ice. Hockey at its absolute worst 
looks like a football game where the constant whistling, where you're only playing for three, four, five seconds at a time, where the linesman won't drop the puck, and then you you're you're in there for three hours, and you know, and you're you're never gonna you just you go crazy, you know? Right, 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 right for sure. We should get I mean, a little bit of everything in the HL. There, yeah, that's true. But there, there are there are worse ways to make a living uh, than calling. I'm not I don't, complaining about my job. But you want you want the game. I saw something on Twitter. It said something like, "If you had to redo the game and remake the game again, what would you do?" And I would I would remake the game and I would play the game four on four. Number one, I would not play five on five hockey. And I would Love also it. I would also um, have two halves. I would not have three periods. And mm-hmm. the reason. They're never going to change that. The owners want people going to the concession stands twice, but they're the it's the only sport that tells its fans twice a game. All right, you can go leave for twenty minutes and then you come back. And no, this is not a good idea. You want to have a half, and you want to you want to play the hot you know play out. But they would that would never happen. That's a little soccer action. I like it. You know, anything you can do to anything you can do to create much more flow and less whistles. Because that's what sells our sport is the constant back and forth. It's the only right. sport where I think you can change on the fly, right? You can't change on the fly in the middle of a play in football. You can't do it in basketball without a whistle. You can't do it. But we have the ability to – you could play 20 minutes without anything stopping conceivably. Never going to happen, but you could do it. That's what makes our sport great. It's the flow of the game. And when you have the constant whistles and, not, and constant stopping of the game, man, it's not fun for anybody. You know, no one's getting anything out of that. Right. Right. Yeah, especially when it takes like five minutes. You, like you mentioned that. That, that does. That drives me. Yeah, paid $900 a year to watch the guy not drop the puck. It's awesome. <laughs> I know. I, my, one of my biggest fans, Don Cherry, would say this all the time. They always drop it the second time. They throw the guy out the first time, and they're going to drop it the second time. So why don't you drop it the first time? Because of the make-believe r- rules that they're coming up with on this. Of course, I don't know. They just have to play a part of the game. And it absolutely ruins the game. They should have the damn thing dropped by a drone. Just drop the thing and get out of the way. Let, like bu- like bubble hockey. hockey games. Like bubble yes, hockey. Yes, let it pop up. Let it yeah, pop just, up. From just the hit up. Just hit a button. Boop. Fine, I'm fine with that. Just let's go. I don't. I. Yeah. I. So that, that's that's the thing about our game that needs to needs to change is what you're doing. Right. So, but yeah, yeah. That's not it. not to drag this out at all, Jays, but I do have a question because I love broadcasts. It's like something I'm a big fan of. Is there anybody in the game now or before that's a broadcaster that you just love to listen to? So I would uh, – I haven't done this in a while, but I would like li- do pump-up videos for myself by listening to Best of Bob Cole or Best of Gary Thorne. So I'll put nice. those calls on before a game. Uh, TSN did a – was it TSN or Sportsnet? Sportsnet did an unbelievable tribute to Bob Cole – and it's on YouTube, and um, you know that I grew up watching Hockey Night in Canada on CBC because we had Channel Nine in my mom and dad's room, and um, that was that was what made me a hockey fan growing up watching the Edmonton Oilers, you know, win Stanley Cups in the '80s. And uh, I loved listening to Bob Cole call a hockey game. I think my calls is much more, much more Gary. I mean, I'm putting myself in Gary Thorne's spot, but it's much right. more Gary Thorne esque than it is Bob Cole. But Bob was able to Bob Cole was able to capture the emotion of the game by his timing, by his voice. I don't know if this is true or not. I just made this up, uh, but I thought about it. Bob Cole's voice, the actual sound of his voice, has a certain has a certain note. It's a certain tone, and it for some reason sounds beautiful when attached to a crowd. They come together and sound like it's a part of an of a of a choir and he's just right. the like the lead singer in front of it so when he when he he sang the game 
His yeah. voice was like he was singing in a game. It was operatic. It was unbelievable. Gary Thorne was like a sledgehammer. And nobody hit those goal calls better than Gary Thorne and those big moments than him. He was, in my opinion, the best of his era at calling those big moments. Iserman's double, double overtime game seven winner in the conference semifinals against St. Louis. Yep. Um, when, when Ray Bork was handled the Stanley Cup for the first time. When Gretzky became the greatest all-time goal scorer, when Mark Messier scored into an empty net to seal the deal against New Jersey in Game Seven, mm-hmm. I could go on and on about what Gary Thorne was able to bring to the fore in terms of his his moments on the air, and that's what you want to do as a broadcaster. You want to be pithy and you want to step out of the way. Too many guys trample on moments in the game by saying too many words when the crowd is taking over. And the crowd does a – I would learn this from Fred McLeod, who is now passed on. It was one of my mentors, the voice of the Cavaliers when he passed away. But he's told me that you can do nothing better than 20,000 people screaming and a goal horn going off. Only thing you can do is ruin it. And you let the crowd be a part of your broadcast. And like we talked about for the – like an orchestra, they're an instrument. You don't want to drown them out by describing the play. So, you know, my overtime call – in the NHL, when I had Doug Hamilton score in overtime, it was Hamilton fires, scores, and then I let the goal horn go off. I let the crowd have that moment for about three or four seconds, and then I came back in with Hamilton scores, Carolina wins it 5-4 in overtime. Yes, sir. And that was the end, and I'm, and I'm out. I didn't go on and on with it. You know, you let the crowd have the moment because that's what you want to capture for a broadcast. When you turn the game on the radio or you're watching the television and you hear the crowd chanting undefeated or they're chanting Utica, I don't, I'll acknowledge that chant because I think it's cool, but I want them to have that moment because that's the best part of my broadcast. Talking over it just makes me a jerk. Right. Oh, I love no. it. I love it. It's true. No, it's true because the, the, the 13 wins in 13 games call, that was like perfect. That was perfect. Let the crowd go. It was, it was tremendous. Yeah, I, I think you did a great job with that. Thank you. I, I try at the end of games. It's not always easy because they don't always end the right way, but you want to have – I'll just let – I said I did in the NHL. We were playing – the Canes were playing against Dallas. I was calling the game for Colorado – or for Carolina, and uh, it was going to its final 15 seconds. The Canes were going to win it 3 nothing, and I just said, we'll let the crowd count you down. And I just right. didn't say a word until the final horn. Yeah, let that's Let the beautiful. crowd count you down. You got 20,000 people screaming. You want to hear it. I want to hear that. Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. I and mean, I'll tell you though, you, you just bring so much excitement to the to the comments call. It's it's just unbelievable. You, you do such a great job. And there's something you do that's really cool, especially in the overtime. If you're watching on the TV broadcast or on the radio broadcast, uh, you do the the Twitter thing where if it, who's gonna score the comments goal. So just for anybody who's listening out there, what's that Twitter handle? Oh, it's at Jason underscore Shia, S H A Y A, but I try to get them in uh, for overtime and then read them before. And then, you know, if I can get them all in, I'll get them all in just because I want people to like, I want people to be engaged in the game in a way that you wouldn't otherwise be during the, and I'm not very good at technology. I'm not good at tweeting. I don't tweet very much. I don't, I certainly don't do the Utica comments, Twitter account. That's somebody else. So I'm not, that's not my specialty at all, but I can, I can toggle through some of the notifications and read them quickly because that's the best part of overtime. Who the hell do you think is going to score? Let us know you're and I, you know, people, you know, so we do that. We do it. As, we have fun up there. I mean, listen, 
the the there is one of my favorite guys in this business was a guy named is a guy named Steve Latin. He was a longtime equipment manager for the Pittsburgh Penguins, and he would he called me Rogie, Rogie Vachon, little goalie. So he'd always say he said Rogie, we gotta have fun. Rogie, you gotta have fun. He'd always say that to me. He's like, we're working in sports. It's gotta be fun. We're not going to a funeral. We're not digging ditches. We're having fun. And so when you go to the rink, maybe you're having a bad day. Maybe something's going on. No, we're have we're here to have fun. People pay to come to games. Robert Esch pays me to come to games. So I don't get to complain. I get to call games. Now, I do complain a lot about a lot of stuff. But yes, we're underneath it all. We're there, we're there to have fun. We're there to watch these kids play. They're the game. The spotlight shines on them. And, it, and that's, what, that's what we're, our job is to make these guys look good. Well, like, like I said, you, you, you do a, a great job of it. And just looking at some of the comments we're getting in here, I mean – Everybody loves the work you do. There's You've been no embraced by the fan base, which is awesome. Oh, good. That's good. I, I don't. I, I heard there's like, again, I, I don't. I don't mean to be insulted. I don't know. There's, there's. Fa- I don't even have Facebook. So there's Facebook stuff. There might be Twitter stuff. I, I don't. I stay away from all of it. So, um, I'm. That's very nice. I didn't know that. I, I appreciate it. I, anytime there's feedback, one guy chirped me on Twitter on my direct messages and said that I call. I was calling the other team's goals with more enthusiasm than our goal calls. And I was absolutely convinced he was listening to the wrong broadcaster. It's like, you <laughs> switch it over. Like, what the hell are you talking about? And then I sent him a goal call of mine going, are you sure? Like, maybe you – and he never responded to me. He didn't respond back and say, well, you know, like, no, I'm pretty sure you listened to the wrong broadcaster, man. Right. Yeah, you got to set to the wrong side, bud. Yeah. You got to set yeah. to the, yeah. the other team's broadcaster. Yeah. Their, guy, their fans would say that about me when I call game, you know, call goals against our team. Oh. Well, you know, I got to laugh, too, when you when you talk about technology, because I have to tell you, Dom gets very aggravated with me, because I'm the same way. I don't get aggravated. I was, I I was, aggravated. I was waiting for, for this and, to go. And, and, don't get yeah, aggravated. I'm still stuck on a, like a Commodore 64, so I, it's all good. I grew up with technology. It's easier for me. That's it. It's not your fault or mine. That's just how it is. Well, I, I, this is I remember, uh, this is no joke, my dad's been you know gone for, since 1997, but I remember when we were younger, probably like 14 at the time, 13, around there. And he said, "Hey, we should buy a, a computer for for our home." And I, and my brother was a, you know, he's he all about it. We're the same age, my brother, relatively speaking. So I said, "This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Who the hell is going to have a computer in their house? What do you need a computer for? We have a typewriter. What the hell do you need a computer for?" And I, yeah, I didn't see it. So I'm not. I, I don't get it. I didn't have a cell phone until I was like 26 years old. Like, why the hell do I need a cell phone? I have a phone. I have an answering machine. Someone needs me, they leave a message. Uh, I'm not good at technology. Yeah, I'm missing all the big step for me I too. Love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Oh, and then that's how we, as Drew just said in the comments, complaining about the music in Rochester. Yeah. Oh, that's bad. The guy, whoever is running that show, that's one of the few buildings that I go. This music sucks. This is bad. <laughs> it is bad. I don't know. Sometimes you hear where I where was I the other day? We were in Toronto, and you'll hear some. I'm an old school rock and metal guy. So oh, yeah. you hear some like deep cut Metallica stuff, not enter Sandman for God's sakes, you know, but you'll hear some stuff from Ride the Lightning. You're like, oh, I want to, I want to meet the person. Somebody played Tool, you know, I think uh, 46 and two, like, okay, all right. You know, I, I suddenly I'm into the game again because right. it's yeah. some music, right. but I right. don't want to hear it. And in our building, Gina was playing Whitesnake. She was playing, um, in still, she was playing Still the Night. Like, man, yeah. I could just, if I could do the, 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 the music every game i'd be i'd be so much more interested during the whistles maybe i wouldn't complain about the whistles so much if the music was better. 
Don't, don't are you talking about our building? More responsibilities. Our building's okay. I don't have a problem with our building. We play some really good stuff, but some of yeah. the other buildings, it's just absolutely horrible. Oh boy! See, that yeah. explains the goal calls. The why the guy thought you were getting jacked up for the other team's goal calls, I and mean, you were liking the music. <laughs> oh, that maybe, maybe you're right about that. That's a good point. <laughs> oh man. Well, listen, Jason, we, we appreciate you coming on the show tonight. This, is, this has been a lot of fun, man. Really fun. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Anytime. And, uh, you know, just keep up the great work with the calls for the Comets and, and everything thank else, you. man. It's, it's been fantastic this year. And uh, you know what? You're welcome to come back anytime you want. So You let me know. I appreciate it, guys. All yes, right. Appreciate it a lot. Thanks, thank man. you. Appreciate it. Take care. I see how to get out of this thing. What do I do? Oh, I got it. it says, there you <laughs> go. I'm going to hit that one. All right. See you guys. <laughs> Take care, buddy. Thank you. Oh, that was Jason Shia, voice of the comments. That was awesome. That's great, man. It's cool, dude. Laid back. Absolutely. Yeah. As expected, because of the way he calls the game, you'd assume he'd be a laid back guy. So right, right. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. You know, I mean, it's he does. He brings so much excitement to the game. You know, I mean it's he, um well, I didn't bring it, I didn't have a chance because I didn't want to keep him all night. But my favorite thing he's ever done. Ever done. I think it was a conference playoff weekend. I think they were in like Cleveland or something. And he's like, just beat the uh Who's Kansas City's football team? Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was uh, it was awesome. Oh, that was the, that was the best. That's because awesome. he's that's the thing I've noticed. I've I like Berkey was awesome, right? Brendan Burke was yeah. awesome. Right. But the thing that you kind of we got with with Joe Roberts and now with with Jason is like they're just fans like us, man. You know what I mean? Right. And they just do a great job calling the game. It's like tremendous. Like it's so enjoyable. Right. Well, and that's that's the whole thing because there are some announcers out there that are like you know very almost like monotone. Yes, very dry. You know. Yes. No. There's, there's no. There's no their excitement. Little, right. Their own little tunnel. Right. Whereas and I can't think. Like, there's one that that I can't. I can't think of the name. I think it's on. Is it TNT? Is it TNT broadcast? No, because that's all NBC Sport guys. But there's one that I just like. I just cannot get into. I'm like, oh, it's the Buff- Jack Edwards. It's the Buffalo. <laughs> it's the Buffalo Sabers announcer. Regenerate? How dare you? Oh, he is like, I'm like, is this guy like, I don't know. And here he goes with the puck. That's He's not, no, you got to put more, you got to you you get more of that in there. I mean, it's like, I'm like, I'm going to sleep and I'm watching hockey. He, like, I'm not what? a fan of him, but he's got some of my favorite calls ever because they're just so ridiculous. Yeah, no, well, right. There are, yes. There These are. guys are good. Scary yeah. good. <laughs> or no, the best one then, uh, uh, the, the Sabres were terrible, which they've always been, not always, but for a while. But when they had two good guys, they had uh, Thomas Vanek and Jason Pominville. Yes. Goal City Population Pominville. <laughs> it <was> awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, the, or uh, the Mayday call, obviously, is great. He's had some the good Mayday, ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's he's had, good had one. some good ones. Mayday! So, he's just so, like, wow. Like, pick it up. That's yeah, it. and he's – I, I have a lot of friends that are Sabres fans, and I know for a fact there's a few of them that listen to the show, and they're they're ripping their hair out right now. Kanzi is – he's he's <laughs> if he's listening on his phone, he just threw it out the window coming into <laughs> Buffalo. There's no doubt about it. But I, I understand part of the love people have for him because he's been there forever. Right. Like, I, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Like – when Sam goes, I'm going to be heartbroken. Oh, I know there's people that hate him. I, I, I love, love him. him. I love him. I when mean, he goes, I, I'm going to be heartbroken. I mean, I even miss, I miss, I miss Al Troutwig. Yeah, dude, there's like, uh, I just, I don't know if they go, I, miss I, Doc, I don't know. I miss Doc so much. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> I miss Doc I so much. I know. It's so weird without him. Yeah. Well, you get it's attached to these guys, right? So like we're, we're weird. talking about, you know, we had a broadcast around. So we're talking like me, I'm a baseball guy. 
Gary Cohen, Keith Hernandez, and Ron Darling, those guys narrate the pain of my summers, yeah. right? So when they're gone, it's going to crush me. Like, it's right. going to crush me. Right. So same thing with these guys. Like, we've had so many broadcasters here in Utica already, but we keep having great ones. Everyone that comes here is good. Good, yeah. <laughs> we're so spoiled. Like, we're so spoiled. <laughs> maybe that's, gonna, why, maybe that's why fans are frustrated all the time. They're spoiled. I was I was gonna go somewhere, but I just don't want to open up that can of worms. I was gonna say something about the news broadcast, but never mind. Yeah, the yeah. news broadcast. We're yeah, never mind. never mind. Never mind. Oh, never mind. Man, never I don't mind. know where you're going with that, but what can you do? Mike Lang in the comments too. He was another one. Oh, Mike Lang. Yeah, you know the Michael Michael motorcycle. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. You know? But I love. I, there's a somebody made it. I don't remember the name of the page. You could look it up really easily if you just go on YouTube. And look up, there's like a 10-minute compilation video of Doc Emmerich just going, off the post! And it's, <laughs> Dude, I've watched it like 100 times. It's the best. Oh, it's incredible. Dude, it's incredible. Oh, boy. Well, listen, so, uh, guys. Let's get I'm going to uh, get, get uh, Jordy on. Yeah, go ahead, because I'm going to go to Bring break my trivia. But before yeah. we do, I just want to explain a couple things here. Uh, tonight, we are having some problems with the Facebook feed. Um, it's, it's something screwed up between StreamYard and Facebook. I don't know. So, anyways, thank you for tuning in to YouTube. And, of course, we're going to have this back out in podcast form all over YouTube, all over our Facebook page. So, you yeah, won't miss I almost, it. I almost forgot to tell you the Facebook feed's not. Yeah, it's, it's messed up. It's I don't. It's way beyond my pay grade. So, <laughs> anyways, if you're watching, What is that even supposed to mean? What's that? But on your pay grade. What is that? You're the guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, but I'm not, I'm not paid. <laughs> But I'm not paid. <laughs> it's it's in Dom's Dom's hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're the you're the oh, IT guy. There it is. Yeah. And also, <laughs> if you're watching, clearly I'm over here playing with baseball cards. All <laughs> right. Well, we're not on TikTok, so that's a. Listen, man. You got to work on that too. Dude, the TikTok game's killing it. Yeah. Oh, Follow geez. me on TikTok, by Are the way, you? at unboxing nostalgia. There you go. Really, I don't. I don't even know. I have two TikTok uh, accounts, Jared. I have my own personal one, and I have one for sports, and I have b- between the two of them combined 10,000 followers. So it's a wrong, wrong wrestling faction, but you get it. He's collecting He's collecting followers. Yeah. Popular. I guess. I guess. Popular guy. Uh, and you'll also notice if you're watching on the YouTube that I am not in the My Little Falls studio tonight. I am back home in my own home living room studio here. As, um, yeah, I'm going to have to wait 20 I- minutes for you to respond to me. Dave the Save is covering a basketball game tonight. Guy's supposed to be taking it easy. And what was there a delay? He's yeah. Oh, so I didn't get a delay. I don't think. I don't remember. But I thought so. He's covering all oh, with sectional basketball. Time. Yes. Yeah. So, anyways, guys, let's do breakaway trivia. Breakaway trivia is brought to you by Jimmy the Iceman McNeil's children's book, The Red and White Zamboni Ice Machine. You can get uh, that book by emailing Jimmy at mac underscore iceman at hotmail.com. All right, guys, you ready? This week's breakaway trivia question is, Wayne Gretzky has the most power play points of all time in NHL history with 890. Who has the second most? Jerry, you want to take a shot? I'm going to hit the bullseye. Go ahead. Uh-oh. It's Yogs. Who? Yager. Tom? I can't, I can't argue with that. It's probably – it's either him or Dave Anderchuk. Well, actually, Jason Chaya mentioned him. What? Okay. Ray Bork. Damn oh, it. really? Wow. Yeah. 
Seven hundred. I was going to say. I was going to say AJ Greer. Like he mentioned a lot of things. A lot of things. A lot of things Yags. were said. I thought it was Yogs. <laughs> Yager's always a good. Like a and, always oh, a good. Yeah. Only, like, only because he's still playing. Like yeah. All right. Still, still yeah. What I mean, he's the ageless wonder. Oh boy. Dude, were you on oh. when I was telling you about Jonesy and the the sports drinks over there? No. So my buddy Jonesy, obviously, he's in the Czech Republic playing professional football. He's probably going to listen to this. He's going to pull his hair out and yell because I didn't shout out the name of the team. <laughs> the Ostrava Steelers, I think. I can't remember. But he goes to games that the team that Yager owns, right? And Yager over there is like such a big, like he's like our, like, I don't know, Jordan, right? Whatever. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. You know how they'll have guys like endorse sports drinks? So instead of just like putting his name and number or something on it, or like even like a little picture, the whole label bottle is just Yager. And, but Jimmer, he's not even wearing a hockey uniform. He's just wearing like a t-shirt. Like he's just dressed like I am right now. So it's like, what is it? Like a missing child poster on a Yeah, it's like a, it's like a vitamin water with Yager on it. Like, dude, it's awesome. I mean, it's, uh, next time he's, I forgot what it's called, but it's, it's so funny. Cause like, obviously I can't read, like, I can't read their language. I don't know what it's saying, but like the whole label is just like all this stuff and stuff. And then it's just Yager. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like if you drink it, are you gonna become yogurt? Like what's gonna happen? Uh, yeah, like, know. Uh, it's yogurt juice. I, you know what? I'll take it. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm in. I'm yeah, in. Absolutely. Uh so let's start segment two. Uh we got a special guest joining us for segment two. Jeremy, bring him yeah, in. Yeah, long long time listener, long time uh fan, uh big sports guy. Um wanted he's been begging me to come on the show and comment on stuff. But he knows uh, he knows his stuff. So uh, this is Jordy, and uh, he's he's a huge Eagles fan and Notre Dame fan. That I mean, I don't know. Three Whatever. cheers for old Notre Dame. Okay, stop <laughs> it. That's enough. I have no investment in flames. If you continue that, <laughs> I have no investment in college sports. So anything that's going to upset Jer, I'm in. Uh, of course yep. you will. Uh, Fighting Irish, baby. Will. Let's go. You know what? Buckeyes. Jeremy upset already. He's in. That's it. I don't like you anymore, Dom. Well, that's oh, babe, you don't mean that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited to sit near you at the the Pioneers game. By the way, are you coming? Wait, now are you going to sit in our section, or are you sitting one over? We're 102 is where our seats are, so So I'll be right there. Oh yeah, yeah. We're we're. I think Steve said we're. uh, I'm section 102, row E. Oh, so you're in our row. Like just in the other section. Yes, perfect. And we have five seats, so we'll be the herd light. Oh, you'll be in. You'll be in the herd. I'm so uh, yeah, you're oh, gonna boy. be in the. You're gonna yeah. be like a part of the like breakoff branch of the herd in the other section. Get the yeah, we're 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 the herd adjacent. I mean, yeah. there those guys. Let me tell you. I mean, Jordan was there last night. Scotty was there last night. Jordan's been to a few other games, and I mean, you guys. It's insane sitting with these guys, and for these guys to literally rattle a team so early and get in their heads no team stands a chance like we had a kid last night lebanon valley kid puck didn't even drop yet he's sitting on the boards and he looked up and his (laughs) eyes only got wider and i mean these kids do their research all right they research every way everything possible you know those they'll research the win percentage and just keep flashing it on a cell phone through the boat through the glass showing each players are coming off the ice I mean, they're just on them from warm-ups to when they get off the ice. 
Well, oh, man, that's so heavy. <laughs> it's it's real. It's brutal. That well, that's what I, scene. I said to Jackson when I was talking to Jackson Rutowski, I was talking to him today. I was like, oh, that's good. So whoever wins tonight is like, oh, congratulations. You get to go get yelled at in Utica. <laughs> well, the r- rumor has it that when we played Manhattanville, um, we had a little scrum. Everybody knows about the scrum where players got thrown out and everything else. Well, I guess the referees came over to the bench and the referees asked the head coaches, you know, what do you want to do here? And the Manhattanville coach said, and I can't quote it. I don't know if it was exact, but somewhere along the lines of, we just want to get out of here. <laughs> and it wasn't because of the score. The game was already in hand. It was because of the herd that was sitting behind him. And the herd, if you're listening, doing a hell of a job. Keep it up. <laughs> we got a, uh, speaking of, Chatham's up to nothing. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that's, I mean, I would rather, in the second. I would rather see Naz only because they're a little bit more of a rival. And we kind of play oh, heavy against that, them. Jer, why do you think that is? Oh, I don't know. I, it, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not, what I said, I'm not going to leave. It, well, we, it doesn't leave the, the group chat from earlier, but you saw it. You, you, hate to, dude, just the gloves are off, man. Shout yeah. out, bud. Yep. You're the kid. I know you listen to the show. You know what I'm talking about. Actually, <laughs> just sent in an update. It's uh, update is uh, Wilkes is up four, Manhattanville, and Chatham up three. Wow, Chatham just scored again. Yeah. They scored eight seconds ago. God. But I'll tell you what, guys, since we're on this topic, why don't we talk about both the men's and the women's? Get those goals right out. Get them out now. They were, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were both lights out in the in their first game of Tuesday night. Uh, the ladies won four to nothing against Alverna University. Um, you know, they put 20 shots on goal in the first period. They ended up with 60. Yeah, yeah thanks for coming. Uh, Angela Hawthorne with the, the shutout. I mean, you know, obviously the men get a lot of attention because they're number two in the country and they are just a, a fantastic team. People, you, you got to realize just how good the women are too. I think they're the what, women have been I, good for a while. Like, I mean, you know, they have, they've had their stints here and there. Um, it's, it's really, I don't want to say sad, but it's, it's really unfair to say that, you know, they're like, they're forgotten, but they're, they shouldn't be because it's good hockey. It's a different brand of hockey. And it's good brand of hockey. Um, I've seen a handful of games, and it's you know the, it's it's the women's rules of there's not supposed to be hitting, but the positional play that these women play and the, the way that they play it, it's unbelievable. And the way that the Utica women play, it's a good hockey game. I mean, sixty shots. I mean, men's teams don't even do that. No, you know. I mean, although, although Utica men's uh, almost. I did was gonna say. It, it honestly became a running joke out in the hallway. Um, we, you know, the Utica women were there, obviously, doing their 50-50 thing and everything else. And, you know, the running joke was, I go, so now since this game's in hand, what do you think? Do you think they're going to beat your uh, shot total for the night? And, you know, the women joked around and said, we don't know, but at least we got them in something. So, I mean, but good on, good on them. They're both, uh, so far, they're both 1-0 in the playoffs, and they're, they're moving on. I mean, Jordy, you didn't see, you saw the men's game. You didn't see the women's game, but you followed a little bit of it, didn't you? Yeah. So I mean, it's it is what it is. It's it's all hockey in Utica. Yeah, that's well, and, and I'll tell you that that men's game. You know, I mean, they they what was it? Um, not even two minutes in, when when Jason Dobe scored the first goal, and it was just off and running from there. And you could just see, just you're right, Jared. Lebanon Valley was just so frustrated, right, almost right from the get go. And that five major did not help at all. No, no, <laughs> they got that. The, 
that was just a complete free for all at that point. It just oh, the yeah. floodgates opened, and I, I mean, I still find it. I mean, we know how hard um, you know having Gary on the show and talking. Like you know, the goal is getting to the NCAA's. Um, I think with the team that he has, it's it's a very good, great possibility. And right. last night is just a showing. I mean, even through the conference, I mean, they've only lost. Right. I mean, they've destroyed the conference. Well, they conference. Yeah, they're undefeated in conference play. Yeah. So, I mean, it's I've actually t- tallied the goals today. It's like something like 150 to 41. Yeah. Like, and that's through the whole season. That's not even including just – it's everything. And that's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> you're up 100 goals against all of your opponents in a season. Right. Like, all they do is score. Like, they just score. And they score from everywhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, seven goals in the second period last night alone. Yeah. Remy Parker, Jesus. Oh, dangles. Completely, completely undressed him. That yeah, was it. Seen this last night. The third period, the Pioneers would gain the red line and just dump the puck and in dump. and just kind of wait at and the blue line from the. It's like and sit. And the Scotty, you sat with me last night. I said the joke. I go, well, you know what? You saw our offense. Yeah. Now you get to deal with our defense. Good luck with that. Man. They didn't have. They had. I think two – no. They had three total shots in the third period. Yeah, exactly. Because they ended up with 11 shots. And I think the, the, the most important thing right now is is that Coach Heenan has them playing their best hockey of the season right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Jerry, you said you did the goal di- – you, you looked at the goal differential. Yeah. Do you want – just – I'm sure you've seen it. Everyone's seen it a million times. But would you like me to read you their their schedule and statistics? And their of scores. The- and then, well, okay. I've, so I've seen it, but hang on. So here's here's the overall for the season: twenty three two and one for a point nine zero four winning percentage, seventeen oh one and one in the conference, making that point nine seventy two, fifteen and two at home, eight zero and one on the road. Yeah, get the- off the tracks while the trains coming through. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? This yeah. season, it's not like they played a bunch of of, of cupcakes either. No. <laughs> they no. Played- oh, hey, Gary, did you notice that you invited a lot of really good teams to your own tournament that counts? Yeah, we did that on purpose. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how'd that work out? Oh, yeah, we Savage. won. Savage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Gary, it's almost what did you see from last night's game. Yeah, I get it. What did, what did you see, man? I didn't get a chance to even watch the game. Yeah, most of it, it was just the off. You just saw the offensive firepower they really had with every line. And then, like you said, in the third period, it was just dump and have fun with our defense. That's all the third period was. And not only that, they had the herd right behind their bench getting in their head. (laughs) And I may have been yelling with them, too. Love it. (laughs) I I won't confirm nor deny, but I'll, I'll confirm it. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was yelling as well. Hey, I was yelling way more than you were. But <laughs> <laughs> either way, I'd walk out of every game there with no voice, and they got it done because when That's Lebanon came, Lebanon came with uh, in with under a point nine save percentage and oh, uh, yeah. under a point three win percentage. They weren't going <laughs> to yes, win, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> Jordan told me that. He told me, he goes, do you know this? And I'm like, 
Oh no. <laughs> okay. No, but you know what? You make Joe, you make a good point though. You said they got it done. That's what they had to like that game, it's laughable. Like we're laughing about it right now, but they right. had to do that. Like that oh, was yeah. a statement game. Like right. that banner at the end of this is ours, and it's yeah. your guys' job to try and take it from us. Right. So right. like that's I'm surprised they didn't win by more, honestly. I, I well, I the thing is is that it I wasn't sure, but you watched it. You you know, you kinda you I think they may have gained the zone. A handful of times because yeah. they did. They had a penalty. They had. A, they were on a power play, um, but you still almost kind of you, you saw them kind of do the three pass shoot system, right? You know? And I, I mean, you kind of just looked at and you're thinking, all right, Gary went to the locker room in the second period, said, all right, boys, listen, calling off the dogs. If you got it, take it. Don't get hurt. Nothing stupid. Like right, that's right. and that's basically you saw that the whole third period. That was the fastest period of hockey I've ever been. So. In. All three of you were there last night, right? Did I hear that correctly? So it was raining and I didn't really have a chance to check my phone and I got home super late. And the first thing I saw, I didn't, I hadn't seen the score. I just assumed they were winning. The first thing I saw when I got on Twitter was Ray Biggs tweeted out that first period was like calling a car wreck. (laughs) So (laughs) I I, I don't know. I don't know what that means. I have no idea. (laughs) Have Have you seen what he, what he posted? He put in like the Looney Tunes, like opening like cartoon theme was it that bad oh it was the train like lebanon valley may have had a plan may have not had a plan i don't know but whatever they had didn't work and they didn't know what to do like they were like i feel bad for the seniors it's terrible to lose that way but you i know somebody that feels bad for the seniors on saturday (laughs) Uh, so so do so do I. <laughs> Who's Wilkes playing, by the way? Because apparently there that, that score just changed. Wilkes yeah. is playing Stevenson. They're only up by two Ooh. now. That's that'll be a good game, actually. That that's going to be a good game. Stevenson that's... ain't going to go down swinging. There's they're they're going to go down swinging. There's no way they're going to roll over and die. Well, the thing is, is that they should beat Wilkes. Stevenson should probably get back here. Right, right. That's going to be because that, if they don't, <laughs> I mean. Josh says, they, "Josh, thanks for the updates. By the way, that's that's awesome. Yeah, they're, they're that's going in, it's six to four going into the third. It's going to be a gong show. Yeah, oh, it is. got to watch. Yeah, that. it is. But I do got to tell you guys. So I brought my my buddy with me last night to the game, and he had never been to a Pioneers game. Oh. <laughs> and we were leaving. He goes, oh, are all those like that? I go, eh, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is you. Uh, yeah, right and you know, it, it's gotten like the herd. This is the first year the herd's been there." So, I mean, they never really, we, UC's never really had a student section, quote unquote. Um, and now with the student section, yeah, <laughs> right behind the visitor's I bench. I mean, I, I think they kind of just, they gravitated there. One game right. they sat, and all of a sudden I just looked over and the whole entire herd was next to me. And I'm going, this is going to be interesting. And one, I wanted to see how long they were going to stay there for before they got kicked out. So then, of course, me and my other buddy that I sit with, we used to be the ones that would get on the other team. So we told the ringleader the rules, you know, don't do this. Don't do that. You can say this. You can say that. And after that, it's been easy. Like they get it and they are, they, they know it. And it's just whatever team comes in. I mean, your student section is not going to beat ours. Sorry. We got some updates, by the way. Daniel says that uh, Wilkes play Newman. Manhattanville's up three on Stevenson after two. So that's, I mean, those are both probably good games. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Newman should win that game, and Stevenson should win theirs. I don't. That's 
It's playoffs. You know, I'm, not, I'm, thinking of them. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I wouldn't I wouldn't like to see Manhattanville again. Um yeah. only because they are Manhattanville. Um and they they've left a bad taste in a lot of the a lot of Utica fans' mouths and pretty much I think the, there's the, the seniors now they'll remember them. Is this true what Josh just said? The football coach is there too? Um well, okay, yes. <laughs> The football coach. Jordan is saying, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. there. <laughs> um, yes. But they're, no. they're, they're good. It's all it's all in. Well, here's the thing. For the longest time, I mean, it's just been a bunch of us degenerates there. Like, right. So now it makes sense that there's a student section, right? Right. Like, I mean, I, you know, a lot of people, well, they should be doing this. And I'm like, I'm like, it's hockey. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, those are the same people that are in the comments group telling us that we shouldn't cheer and go crazy and do the Balls Army thing. Those right. are the same people. Uh, yeah. Here's the thing. Go watch tennis. Exactly. Sorry. Exactly. Talk to yeah. you. You want you want to be quiet? Go watch tennis. Like that's and go watch. Dude, go ahead. Some of the nicest people I know, sweetest salt of the earth people, a lot of them Canadians, go ballistic during hockey games. Relax. Yeah. It's yeah. relax. It's Honestly, because dude, there's been periods this year where the comments games sound like the Adirondack Bank Library. It's oh, brutal. Oh, 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 oh. I I think it was last last week I said that. I'm like, I go, are there fans here? Uh, Naz got on the board. It, Oh really? It was terrible. One of the comments games. I think it was last week, and I think you 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 actually said something, Dom. I'm like, frustrated. Like the fans are. I'm frustrated. There. I'm irritated. I'm sick and tired of this. It's supposed to be a hard place to play. Like just cheer. Stop being a baby. And if you don't want to deal with it, don't go. Like I'm sorry. I, I what right. what do you want me to tell you? Like that's it. Like the player. Look at the college, Look at the the pioneers games. Look at the playoff run the comments had. Look at the comments at home all the time. Look at the past 22 years of Utica college hockey. The fans make a difference, like they oh, do. Yeah. And if oh, you yeah. don't, if you don't think that, you're delusional. Right. Like it makes a difference. Having right. a loud building makes a difference. That's right. why every single person I've ever talked to who's playing in the NHL said the last place they wanted to play, no matter how good they were, was Montreal. Yeah. Every right, single right. one of them, and right. then Philadelphia close behind that, and then Boston, and right. then New York. There's right. a reason for that. It's because the fans are insane. Right. Like, that's what it's it not, is. It, you. It's not. It's. It's all. Sportsmanship, sure, yes, it is. But you are gonna, you are gonna boo. You are gonna say you suck. You are gonna get on the refs. You're gonna get on the other team. You, but that's a part of the game. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. Like, do you sit there and go, "Oh, I'm sorry, little Johnny. It's okay." Well, then your participation trophy is out the door. Go leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, just yeah. Just hmm. it's like I. You talked to Gary. I'm sure you've heard Gary tell his story. I don't know if he told it on the show or not. When he was playing overseas, his own fans, if he played bad, would kick his door in, in yeah. his car. Like yeah. what? Yeah. Would be over here, we're telling people we can't cheer. Like right, buddy. Right. If you had an ounce of a clue how hard I had to work for every single one of those dollars I paid for that seat, I'm going to cheer <laughs> and I'm going to do it the whole game. Exactly. And everybody is going to hear it. Everybody. Yes. Yes. And well, Gary's also said it too that as we get closer to the playoffs. Um. Yeah. I yeah. think. So. I mean. Yeah. I think. You know, I think the fans will get going. I, I think right now. I think almost like everybody's gotten just used to winning. It, it, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I have. Uh, I have the quote that Jeff just mentioned. If you guys want me to read it, I'd love to. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know Jeff Hart, follow in the comments. Jeff Hart. 
uh, commented just now. That Biz Nasty commented on his time in the odd with Mo- with the Monarchs with Calder Cup run. Now, Paul Bizonet playing in the NHL, obviously does a broadcast for TNT, and he's part of the biggest hockey podcast in the world, Spitting Chicklets, Barstool Sports. Not sure if you ever heard of it. Not a big deal. He told ESPN <laughs> a couple of years back, and they asked him where the toughest place he had ever played was. And mind you, this is a man who's played like 800 games in the NHL. He's played everywhere. Mm-hmm. He said, this is a direct quote, and I'm going to read the whole thing, and you're all going to sit here and listen. They had a crazy atmosphere in Utica. It was nuts. My parents were sitting behind a guy who had a prosthetic leg. When they would score, the guy behind them would fill it with beer and chug it out of the leg. Anybody knows that guy? Let me know. First off, <laughs> they, were, they were all over us. It was the most intimidated I've ever been in an opposing rink. The most intimidated I've ever been in an opposing rink. One of the guys who, for his time, was one of the toughest guys in hockey. So, yeah, yeah it makes a difference. Yeah. Okay. You big all time. know who you are. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, Gar- you know, Gary said it best. When, when teams come into the building, you are going to get the best out of that team, regardless of what the scoreboard indicates. Because they are playing in a building that is obviously better than theirs. Yeah. And they're playing in front of their friends, their family. All right, fine. It is an away game for them. So, of course, we're going to be loud. We're going to be hostile. We will get on you. Suck it up, play the game, lose, and leave. That's it. On more than one occasion, Gary has tweeted out how great the fans were and how much they helped us win tonight. He does it all the time. Yeah. Like, And that's not me putting words in his mouth. It's go on his Twitter. He does yeah. it all the time. He thanks the herd <laughs> all the time. Yes. It's, yes. it's real. It's, like, it's, it's, a a direct, real it's a direct quote. He says it all the time. Yes. He knows. They yes. know. The players know. And, not and just the Pioneers. The, players, the comments, too. The players love it. They yeah. absolutely <laughs> love it. They're eating yeah. it up. Yes. They're eating it up. Yeah, what, what do you think? When, when Fabian Zetterlin scores and he b- jumps off the boards, what do you think he's doing it for fun? No, he's doing it because the crowd's going crazy. <laughs> what do you think this is? Like, What do you think this is? It's tennis. They're starting to cheer at golf tournaments now. Just deal with it. It's the way it is. <laughs> yeah, Andy Gilmore started that. Let's be honest, okay? Dude, the Wasted Management Open looks so much fun. <laughs> have you not seen this, Jer? I have not You're seen You're not that. a golf guy, are you? Um, not really. So the waste management open in Phoenix, Arizona. Well, it's outside. I think it's outside, but wherever it is, it's in Arizona. I got a roommate from college that lives out there now. So they've started calling it the wasted management open because it just turns into this big party and they started letting like everybody like cheer and go nuts and stuff. It's awesome. That (laughs) actually sounds like fun. I know it's electric. Like Jeff said, it's great for recruiting. Yeah. Crazy fans. Yeah. All these crazy screaming adults. It's awesome for recruiting. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I kind of feel bad. Like I almost don't know if I want to chirp anybody on Saturday. Like I'm gonna be right there, but it's like this is they're like uh, you children. Have, honestly, you won't have to. I'm gonna sit but, there and enjoy it. Yeah, I'm gonna be able to see, is, right? Like they're not gonna be jumping up and down the whole game, are they? No, they 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 understand. They understand when to sit, when to stand. It's like when church. To get, when to get loud. I mean, there is there's a there's a picture last night, which is I think it's absolutely hysterical. The hand. If nobody has heard about the hand or has seen the hand, it is probably the best thing I've seen in a very long time at a hockey game. So the Lebanon Valley coach is resting his hand on the glass. Oh, geez. And the opposing fan on the other side is touching hand and resting his hand. So you have glass between hands 
and it stays there for a good two to three minutes. <laughs> and he just sits there and stares. And, and he, you know, obviously there are things being said, like, I got you, coach. Don't worry. We got you. You know, because at that point, the game was well in hand. And it was just the funniest thing I think I've ever seen. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. The Lebanon Valley coach, before every period, came out and talked to the student section, not in an angry manner, literally had a conversation with these guys. So right. the teams expect <clears throat> like fans, fans that are listening, you can yell anything you want, obviously without getting thrown out respectfully. And they don't care. Really, It's not personal. It's it. not they personal. Expect it. They expect it. So did I tell you guys the story? I was the last, I think it was the last time the crunch were playing. Uh, one of me and Samantha's friends had seats down on the glass, and there's some open seats down there. On the goal that the Comets attacked twice was the game went to overtime. Yeah, I was off the next day. I hit the sauce a little too hard. So, <laughs> what, what are you do? so and so I just <laughs> screaming at everybody, going nuts. And the fan, they, everyone around me loved it, which is great. And I like did that thing where like I don't know why, but like I picked one fan, one player, and just singled them out. And it was Garrison number five. And I was just screaming Garrison, just screaming, <laughs> harassing them right there. And I had to stop and like turn around and look at all the fans. I go, make no mistake, that man would whoop me and do whatever he wanted. To me. <laughs> <laughs> it's <making> very clear. <laughs> but it's all in good fun. And like he looked over and kind of like nodded us a few times. Like he knows, like he's not personal. I don't know the guy. Right. He's probably a great right. guy. Right. right. Plays for Syracuse, but he's probably a cool dude. I don't know. We'd probably be friends. I have no idea. Right. It's not personal. Sometimes it's personal. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it does. Well, before Bennett had... got traded for Laval, it was personal. <laughs> it might be per. It might be personal. Saturday, maybe, depending yeah. on who comes in. Possibly. That's you're feeding into rumors. <laughs> yeah. You're feeding into rumors in your yeah, I don't you're gonna know. have to start the Marty's about. illegal stick bell I funding know. and just I, I know doing. what you're doing. I don't know. What do you I'm not doing anything? Yes, you're playing into no. Rax's I changed no. his initials. Nope. Not, not playing into anything. Yeah. Hey, for that to happen. I, you know, dude, well, it was one of. I was having that conversation. It was one of those moments. Where it was like, oh yeah, do you have a preference to play? And it's like, I swear, it's like it could be the Bruins. I don't care. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, all well, time high conference level. To wrap up with Utica College, the uh, the women are playing Saturday at two o'clock. I think uh, semifinals of the UCHC and the men are at seven. Uh, opponents to be determined. We don't know yet because the games are still going on right now mm-hmm. as we speak. We'll know by tomorrow. But uh, you know, obviously. Good luck, Pioneers, and the, the teams look great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go two yeah, deep 100%. runs by both teams. Let's get a, let's get it going. Yeah, it's a great time yeah. to be a Utica hockey fan right now. I'll tell you. So, <sighs> a couple of uh, odds and ends, news and notes to uh, to discuss here. Uh, Sean Avery. I was going to wait for this one. Sean Avery has signed with the Orlando Solar Bears of the ECA. Guaranteeing that Matt Barnaby's making a comeback. Hey. Did you see that? Did you see his tweet? Yeah, did you see, you see what Matt he said? <laughs> Oof. I will play with anyone if he makes the team. <laughs> yeah, the Florida Everblades tweeted him. They're like, "How fast can you get here?" There's a game at seven. That really? That, awesome. really? That's yeah, that real? really happened, dude. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> dude, the ECHL don't care, man. I'm telling you, social medias are fun to follow. Oh man, I yeah. you know I, I when I saw when I first started hearing the buzz about this because I follow Sean Avery on Instagram and you know listening to him, I'm like I go, "You're really gonna try?" So I texted one of my friends that is a UC alum that used to play for the solar bears. Um, he's currently not playing now, but I, I it was like, I go, so this is for real. <laughs> he goes, yeah, <laughs> I go, Oh my God. I go, this is really going to happen. He goes, yep. And I go, it's like professional okay. wrestling. They're just going to bring everybody back. 
Yeah. I go, that's incredible that this is really happening right now. Bro, they're going to sell so many tickets. Oh, there's well, guaranteed they they're sold out. No doubt guaranteed about it. Sold out. But now here's the thing. How far does he go? Will he get called up? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, my God. I didn't even <laughs> think about that. Yeah. <laughs> think about that. Seriously. Think about it. I mean, if you get some AHL teams in a pinch, right, especially – Come March, April, there's going to be play out. Wait, now here's the NHL teams. You get you get an AHL team, right? That goes to the playoffs. Can't they expand the roster from their ECL, ECHL team? There why is not? No roster limits in the AHL anyway. So so why not bring in Sean Avery? Could you, <laughs> dude? Why not? You know, now that you say that, now we'll probably see Sean Avery at the Adirondack <laughs> Bank Center in like May or something. Just saying, Jer. Now that you say that, like I just. Dude, there was if COVID was still like ravaging the league like it was in the beginning of the season, like there were teams that were like seriously considering trying to get Yager to sign with them. Yes, like he Avery might have got called up to the AHL. Like it yeah. might have happened. Dude, the 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 Habs had like two full lines of ECHL players yes. <laughs> for like a Do week. See what I'm, like this is this is a real thing. Like he could possibly make it all the way back. The NHL, I don't know. I don't- AHL, highly likely. <laughs> highly likely highly likely I would who, um, I would i'm trying love. to th- who's the age who are they uh they're the lightning organization aren't they i, I don't know so yeah they're like the lightnings organization oh dude oh syracuse. my god <laughs> <laughs> oh my Dude, what if you? Hey, listen. Guess who could have been in the stands for scouting him? Good friend of the show. Doesn't particularly care for Sean Avery. If you know who I'm talking about, I Mr. know Mark exactly. Mowers. Mr. Mark Mowers does oh, not is. care for. Does not care for him. No, oh, does not. Every time get, you ask him about it, his face is gold. This is getting better and better. When I I remember asking about it, he just went, "Oh my god." <laughs> Scott, have you seen that clip? Or are you, Jordan? Have you guys seen this clip? Mark Mowers when he was working for Nesson. Has no one oh, ever seen yes. this? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. And he's like, he calls him like a rat or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a circus yeah. act. It's awesome. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, man. Oh, it's electric. He like, he literally goes, you don't like that guy. I go, I mean, I don't know. I don't know him. I liked him as a player when he was on my team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't, what do you, you want me to say? What do you want me to lie? I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh, Sean Avery. Sean, Sean Avery to Syracuse Crunch. Let's go. Man, oh, man. Unbelievable, isn't it? Who so who who on the comments does he match up with? Uh, it's got to be Greer, right? Oh man, is that a fun matchup? Or Patty McGrath? I was going to go with McGrath, but yeah. I think I don't know, dude. He's going to be so lost out there because the, a lot of rules have changed since he's played. Oh yeah. Like you can't do that stage that that you know the stage fighting crap where you spin your house. You can't do that no more. No. no. Oh. Okay, so maybe he doesn't make it back to the AHL. We'll see. <laughs> Dude, I hope he does. I hope oh, he does. Jesus. So I do hope I. he does. I hope he does. What's his name? The guy that owns Syracuse or runs Syracuse dongle or whatever. He's such a nutbag. He's gonna try to get him to get called up just to sell yeah. tickets. That guy's so nuts. Yeah. Why I mean Dude, he treats that team like it's Monday Night Raw. You don't care. And, and guess <laughs> and, gu- and guess who we have a series coming up with soon? Daddy. Yeah. Dude. Dude. <laughs> Break out the Avery jersey. This has gotten <laughs> this has gotten like this morning. I was watching this on Twitter unfold, and I was like, this is so dumb. And now here we are. 
nine hours later, and it's so good. Yes. Let's go. Yeah. Absolutely. Bring in Sean Avery to Syracuse. Let's go. Absolutely. Dude, it. could you imagine? I just thought of this. This is childish, but how and I'm not knocking the comments, but how they announced the the Bartan Broder bobblehead and they're like with a special guest that night, but they didn't officially announce a special guest because like it's probably Broder, but they didn't lock it in yet and they don't want to seem like 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 liars. What if it's like special guest Sean Avery? <laughs> <laughs> and he's just waving the stick. <laughs> oh, 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 what a way to sell tickets. Oh, oh my God. Dude, that him and Gomer on Chicklets was so good. Put your stick down. You're gonna get a penalty. And Avery's like, for what? <laughs> for I don't what? know. I didn't do anything. Yeah, for what? I don't know. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's electric, man. What a team. Uh, what a team. That was a great Rangers team. I love that team. So did I. Yeah, I that actually, was awesome. I, uh, it was uh, Henrik Lundqvist's 200th win. It was on MSG the other day, and it was Avery and Zuccarello. I think Zuccarello's yeah. first year there. 2011. Yeah, I loved Avery, but I could understand why people would hate him. Wow. Um, yes, 100%. <laughs> there were games where I hated him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, so you take a thorn off a tree, right? And you just kind of just keep jabbing yourself with it and see how much you like the thorn. That's Sean Avery. <laughs> Dude, if Sean Avery uh, plays for the crunch, I'm going to die. <laughs> you think he's going to come back with uh, no shield? I don't think they'll let him. This is technically a new start, do they right? Have, do they have to wear a shield? Yeah, because I think it'd be grandfathered in. It's now. 2013, I think it was, was the rule. Right. Because like it's the same because oh, these guys, I think, what is there, 17 or 18 of them left? They're grandfathered in before the rules. Right. The same thing with yeah. Craig McTavish. With no he was, he yeah. came in with the helmet when he was on the Bruins, but after that accident, he was technically grandfathered in and didn't have to wear the helmet anymore. Right. So he didn't. He was the last one. He retired in, what, 97? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah he was the last one by like a lot, I think. Yeah, by a lot. Because like, yeah. he, he got drafted. He got drafted. It was... uh. I think it was 88 or 89 and the rule came in effect or not 88, 78. And then I was gonna the say it was 70. 78. I think he got drafted and the rule got put in officially in 79. So he got drafted the year before they put the rule in. And it was like not even a year. It was like two months before. So yeah. like he barely made it, but he didn't. They didn't. So he got the way technically loophole in the rule. So, yeah, you got Reeves, Ryan O'Reilly, Chara. I don't think Lucic wears a visor. I can't remember. No, that. he doesn't. He no. Doesn't. Yeah. There's a, there's a, I think it's like 17 or eight. There's less than 20 guys now. I think. Yeah. Cause I buffs, I buffs done. I wouldn't. I, I don't Dude, know. that's, you're a crazy person. <laughs> I don't Honestly, you're a crazy I, person. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I mean, just playing barley hockey. I mean, just wearing a visor. I mean, that's even risky, but man, in the NHL, I, well, I, what's his name for nuts? Uh, Oh, who was it? Not it wasn't a comment. It was on uh who did we play last Saturday? Rochester. So one somebody in Rochester took one like just on the ch- oh, dude. That's uh, just oh, oh. Yeah. did you hear that? Did you yeah. hear yeah. Oh. it was right in front of me? I, I got it to a six. Yeah, I was like, it was in front of me. I'm going, whoa, what where did that hit? Dude, it sounded like, like someone dropped a book on a wood floor. Yes. And I'm like, <laughs> what did that? It's like <laughs> the guys looked at me and went, dude, it was it was his jaw. I go. And he's still skating. Yeah, I felt okay. that in the bottom of my stomach. It was brutal. <laughs> oh boy, terrible. Well, speaking of the Rangers, let's uh, let's wrap up a little bit of a rumor here. So, of course, the trade oh, deadline's no. coming, and Jordy, take it from here. You know how. It is. <laughs> 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 
So rumor mill has it that JT Miller, uh, the Rangers are hot to get him. And that the possibility, no, hold on. <laughs> the Islanders are actually rumored to be interested in sending Semyon Varlamov to the Oilers. So which one is more likely to happen? I didn't hear it, so you guys take it. <laughs> who wants? <laughs> who wants? Who, I, I mean, There's I think the Oilers and whatever they're going to do, they're going to tra- trade for a, another another forward. That's all they'll oh, do. No, they're, no, they they're want Varlamov. Varlamov. The Islanders going to the Oilers. Yeah. What I'm wondering is which is more likely to happen: JT Miller to the Rangers, or well, that could be a lot of fun. <clears throat> cough, cough. Andrew Katz. Um, you guys <laughs> could actually get an offensive player for once. And then the Oilers could get a goalie for once. So that could be groundbreaking developments. So neither of those will happen, and the Rangers one will happen, because I don't want that one to happen. I don't want JT Miller. I don't want JT Miller. I just don't think he's going to fit. No, I don't think he's going to fit anymore. I don't think he's going to fit. I don't think he fits right anymore. I think think he would have. I'd take Joe Pavelski over JT Miller. Oh. Maybe I don't, uh, but like you said, I, he just doesn't fit anymore. Exactly. I mean, he's, the no the fit. grit. I mean, yeah, they they don't they don't need really any more grit. They don't need it. No, I mean, you, got, you, don't, you don't need any more grit. You don't need, I mean, uh, yeah, secondary scoring though. We need first scoring. What are you but, talking? About? <laughs> <laughs> primary see, scoring. I mean, right now he's scoring in Vancouver. Right. Right. Now you're going to put him in New York where he's going to be. What is, he, is, is he a. Well, maybe. Stromer. It could be a second line center. Here's the thing with Stromer. Oh. It just my, I mean, anybody can put up numbers playing with Artemi Panarin. But I've been saying this whole time. Yeah. You know. But now, so, can. Are you going to say JT Miller can play with Artemi Panarin? We don't know that. I don't think so. It's a completely different play style. JT Miller's grind, grind, grind. Stromer's, he got finesse. And I don't think Miller would like to play with Panarin just because of the finesse look he has. Also right like now, to... Panarin, Panarin's not a shooter at the moment. All he does I'd also is like to point out they're both, they both play on the left side. Not that it matters, but right. they're both they right. both play on the left side. But don't you think right. Panarin would love to have somebody create some room out there for him? Not that he needs somebody to, but it would be nice to have somebody out there that's going to create some room. It would be nice, but again, he's right now he's just all passing. Even when he has an open Dude, shot, he passes. He, I'm telling you, like he when he when he's in scoring mode, oh. unbelievable. But the way he passes the puck is incredible. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. His yeah. hands are. He makes guys look stupid. Like yeah. he makes passes that don't any, make any sense. No, the, the real issue is yeah, they need someone who's going to score. If Philip Heedle is not, he's not a center. He's a winger. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. not only yeah, do we right. need a second line center, we, we need a third line center. Right. It, dude, it's driving me nuts, man. It's crazy. But with, with that being said, to drop Strom down to the third line, then could do that. Yeah, because the Rangers have been playing. They've been doing what they're doing this year. Does anyone know the record, Jordy? Do you know a record off the top of that? No. Okay. You, we, either way, <laughs> I think what thirty-two games. I think they've won. They've done it with three lines. That yeah. third line is non-existent. And and. Just yeah. <laughs> and they got and they got six million a year sitting on the fourth line for some reason in Barclay Goudreau. Yeah. So with Ryan Reeves, it's just making, that line makes no sense, but it's no. it's like the best line on the team. Well, you know, here's the other problem. You if you do sign JT, what are you gonna do with Sammy Blay when he gets healthy? 
Is he going to come back this year, though? They said well, maybe playoffs. Maybe. But I mean, well, that's the thing. There you what go. You on LTIR until the playoffs, and you worry about it next year. <laughs> I, I hate that. What's the, what, what other what other room? At, yeah, and now Vegas is doing it. Exactly. Good for, listen, if it's in the rules, like it's I was mad about it at first, but if it's a rule, I mean, yeah, absolutely. If it's a rule, it's not about it. And then all Ooh, these Sabres fans win. that I know personally that listen to the show, everybody's like, oh, Alex talks to him and stuff, scores so many points. And then Jack scores two goals. Yeah, how'd that work? You know what? Jack's back for a second. Because I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> regardless, regardless, Buffalo did excellent in that trade. Oh, they won that trade. Oh, they won the trade. Yeah. For sure. They got Eichel out of town. Eichel, you know what? It wasn't just this season. You could just kind of see the slow burn that Eichel wanted out of there. Yeah, right? it was not. It was. It was. Wants to be there. Toxic, dude. Not a good. Not a good matchup. He's fully captain material, and you guys have all seen Peyton Krebs just like I have. Just stud in person. This Kids kid grinds. Real. Yeah. Yeah. Not no, to they, mention the first that trade. That I feel. I, I, believe me, Buffalo did very well. Yeah. And those. those... That, and the only way that they can sit there and say Jack Eichel this, Jack Eichel that, is if Jack Eichel wins a cup in Vegas. Because right. if he doesn't, Buffalo wins this trade in a steal. Oh yeah. Well, well that's the thing, right, Scotty? The, the each team made out in those that trade differently, right? Vegas made out in that trade for the sake of like the the right now. Buffalo made out sure. better long term. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, which absolutely. is what you want to see, and like. I, I just myself personally find it funny how they were trying. All these people were saying how bad Jack is, and then he's like, he's Jack Eichel when he's healthy is like top six players in the league, right? Like, what do you? What, what, right? It's, you can't go from loving the guy to saying he's right, and I would get traded, so you hate him. It just doesn't. Yeah. No, it doesn't work that way. I can't stand that. That being said, no. I don't want JT Miller back. <laughs> okay. That being said, JT Miller can rot in Vancouver. I don't care. Well, be I Jacob Chikrin. I don't care. It's either going to be him or, or Besser that gets traded out of Vancouver. But I and just to just to go back to the the Varlamov thing. I think Varlamov to Edmonton makes sense. Like incredible. Oh, they need. Yeah, they need. Really. They need the goalie. They need that bad. But I also want it not to happen because I'm really enjoying our friend Scott Matlick calling Ken Holland an idiot on Twitter. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> well, it's listen, a lot of fun to watch. What they have to give up to get him, though. There's always that. Kane? There's always oh, that. God. So. <laughs> No, uh, if you can make that work, you got to make that work. Var- Varlamov is solid. Yeah, he is. He is I mean, they think that Sorokin's the future in, in, in the island, right? So if you can move Varlami Salami for a little right. little chunk of change and do it. Yeah. Why not? Sorokin they need. They the have island. literally one goal scorer on that team. One. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's 5-2. <laughs> I don't know that. He's not. He's bigger than that, but he might as well be. <laughs> Just making the point. Put all your eggs in one basket. Be like the Rangers trading everybody and keeping Zook. Yeah. Wait, didn't we do that once? No, we got rid of Zook too, didn't we? Yeah, we got rid of Zook. We got rid of Zook. No, they had Zook. We sent them all to Florida. Yeah, we sent them all to Florida. Brought in Rick Nash, who disappeared in the playoffs. Um, It was so bad. Hashtag Where's Nash was trending on Twitter. Yeah. 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 It was. That was. I hate. Oh man. Uh, yeah, I went to a game at the garden. He scored two goals. I'm like, this is gonna be great. I can't wait for this guy. And then, right. yeah. Oh wait, now we're playing New York. Let's just not play at all. I got paid. Yeah, 
That's the deal. That's why I was kind of nervous about Panera. And I go, oh, God, I know what happens when these guys that's from Columbus come over here. <laughs> yes. These freaking yes. blue jackets show yeah. up here. <laughs> that was another. There was a, who was the Columbus guy that played with Panarin? That was another rumor that, came, that was going to come over to New York. This year? Yeah. He's Not still in Panama. Columbus? No, they were talking about Pierre-Luc Dubois. Oh, PLD? Nope. 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 This was like literally like a few days ago. Oh, I thought you were talking Patrick about Line. <laughs> Dude, no, give me Line. God, God no. Yes. Um, oh, that I lettuce. Can't I can't think of it now. Jimmy Wenberg? Nope. I didn't see this, so. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Go ahead, put that thinking cap on. You got this. Wait, you, Brendan Gauntz? Like, who are you talking about? <laughs> yes, Gauntz. Gaunt. Let's put Gauntz back over here. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. No, they. Too much fun. Too much well, fun. yeah. I'd like to keep it light. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, guys, I'll tell you what, we're going to wrap up in just a second here. But uh, before we do, um, I wanted to get the happy birthdays because we jumped right to right to talk about the pioneers, which rightfully so. We, well, why not? Right. But uh, a quick happy birthday shout out to George Finn. George Finn played Carl Racky in the movie Young yeah. Blood and he turned 59 on Tuesday. <clears throat> Best hockey movie ever. Yeah. yeah no doubt. Best hockey no. movie ever. <laughs> I have a friend who will tell me it's Goon, but you're wrong. Rick. Oh, Goon? <laughs> I do love that movie. It's very funny. I can quote it pretty much like word for word. But, but still, one of the, it's not a. It's uh... yeah. It's just funny. It's stupid. Yeah, it's it's stiffler like, in it. Let me, let me guess. It's gonna be like his his number two best hockey movie was like the Muddy Ducks. No, he just it's dumb, so he likes it. And me and him quoted at work all the time. Just <laughs> it'll be like, quite, like garbage flies in my face sometimes. <laughs> it really is a funny movie. Like it really is a funny it, movie. It, it it's is just a funny stupid. Movie. It's just a stupid movie. Yeah, it's stupid. It's childish. Garbage yes. flies in my face sometimes. <laughs> it's a stuffed animal for the team I play. Well, it's not really a stuffed it's animal. animal. It's a stuffed Angus. I play for the Highlanders. <laughs> yeah, dude, she knows. Like she goes to the games. <laughs> uh, we should oh, do the so- off season. Just we should just watch hockey movies and just commentate on them, like <laughs> like mystery science <laughs> theater. Yeah, be That's awesome. A great idea. Everybody pick a movie. We do this. This way. panel would be great yeah. because you could tell Jordy's like these guys are idiots. I know, right? <laughs> He's like, I can't believe I have to come on this thing. <laughs> It'd be like hey, with Mystery it. Science Theater 3000. It'd be just like that. Yeah. With how much I'm around Michigan man over here. Yeah, that's tough. Get much worse. That's tough. Oh. Dude, he's got in the background too. The man cave. Go yeah. blue. Oh, geez. Yeah, Speaking of that, I just—I know you're—you're not, you're not a basketball guy, Jerry. Are you? No. No, I watched. But I, do, the, I do love it. I do love what he, what, what Howard did. I like. I, it. I, well, I, was, I watched the Fab Five Thirty for Thirty like two weeks ago, and it's just really ironic that that happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love. I, I saw a really funny one. It was like uh, somebody was like. If Juwan Howard really wanted to punch someone over a timeout, he should have punched Chris Weber. And I was like, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that one hurt. That one hurts. Uh, You'll get it back. Hopefully get a Rangers Cup, bud. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. That'll be better. That would be a lot better. Yeah. Uh, I also want to wish a happy birthday to Joel Farabee, the Syracuse native and current Philadelphia Flyer, turns 22 on Friday. Only 22. Oh. Oh my god. Local guy. He's only uh, twenty he's only twenty-two. Yeah. <laughs> he's only twenty-two. Dom's just like frozen in amazement. Look at him. Yes. I'm trying to think. Somebody told me they played with his brother. I can't remember who it was. <laughs> Berms. Oh, Burmy? Yeah. Awesome dude. He's the best. Nice. 
I'm gonna have him. I'm gonna have him handle my stock portfolio soon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> saw him. Um, uh, so boy, sad Sunday, Saturday. Oh, Saturday. dude, I was going Saturday. through my uh, my iCloud the other day, deleting pictures, just to stuff it. And I that picture of his chin was oh. on there. <laughs> oh, isn't that great? I love that picture. Scott, did you ever see that picture? No. Oh man. It's got a nice brutal. dash close. Like right here. Got a skate to the chin. Right there. Yeah. Open them right up. Yikes. Yikes. Saw the muscle. Yeah. yeah it looked sweet. like the eye of Sauron. It was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, before we go, I just also want to offer our condolences to the family of Emil the Cat Francis, uh, the Hockey Hall of Famer and longtime coach and general manager of the New York Rangers, uh, passed away this past Saturday at the age of 95. Uh, legendary career. I mean, he was in the game for like 60 years, I think it was. Just unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, with that said, guys, this was fun. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Jordy, thanks for coming on. Uh, sorry you only got about, you know, 10 words in edgewise, but. Uh... <laughs> he was trying to <laughs> feel us out, man. <laughs> we tend to take up a lot of air in the room, so. <laughs> well, he does a ton of talk and he's got his own show, don't he? What are you doing? Yeah, tell us about it. I. Uh... It's just somewhere to yell about hockey. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of relatable. Yeah. I. It's just somewhere to sit and yell about comets, rangers, whatever. I mean, it. it's just somewhere to be because. What's it called? Usually I got no one else to talk to for it. <laughs> What's it called? I score a podcast. You, you how do you not know? Yeah, our listeners I'm don't know, Jordy. We're trying to you. plug it. <laughs> well, you I'm, to plug I'm it, talking bud. to Jeremy. I'm telling you to plug it. Jeremy yeah, doesn't even listen to our show. <laughs> I know because I'm on it. What you think he listens to yours? What do you think it says? <laughs> he doesn't even listen to ours. <laughs> uh, Jordy, you got any socials uh, for High Score Podcast? Um, actually, yeah, I do have the social for that same Which thing, is? and then I have my own social at Jordy Fighter. Which is at what? Be nice. Is it Twitter? Yes. Instagram. Yes. Facebook. I was almost. I almost just called it Facegram. <laughs> Facegram. No, <no> <laughs> I may. I may be onto something here. Facegram. Twitter on my face. <laughs> Twitter on my face. Oh man! <laughs> and the show's off the rails. Yep. <laughs> So, Dom, before we go, you want to tell us about your uh, TikTok again there? Oh, boy. I mean, I can, if you like sports cards, follow me on TikTok. Sports cards? Yeah. So, so I... Branching out, guys. So, I, I have two TikTok accounts, right, Jerry? I have one for myself, and then I have another one that I made specifically for... My dad had a box full of all his old baseball cards, and then mine when I was a kid. And then I got, like, Pokemon cards, like, everything. Every trading card I've ever had. Uh, and he gave it to me when I it was in his attic for like 15 years. And when I moved into my house two years ago, I put it in my closet. And then when I took it out, I started going through it. And I was like, you know what? People love this old stuff. So I just made a TikTok specifically for myself to go through them, you know, to get that nostalgia factor because people love nostalgia at Unboxing Nostalgia on TikTok. Check it out. Pushing 3,000 followers. It's only been like two months. So very cool. Did you say Pokemon? I have a couple of them. We just don't lost, start like, him with that. Just, don't just don't lost, get him like, started. For, no, we started. we did. This is right here. This is like thirteen hundred dollars, Jared. I back can't off. Can't believe that. That's First insane. generation. That's insane, dude. I'm sitting on a gold mine right here. I can retire. That's insane. 
Well, you want baseball? I got some baseball. I got some good hockey cards, uh, too, Jerry. I got, uh, you know, I actually, oh, here's a good one. You know this one, everybody. A little rookie action, Josh Norris with the reflector. Oh, wow. that guy. Yeah, <laughs> see? With it. See? You're welcome. I got some good stuff, Jerry. I know you're not a baseball guy like me, but. No, not at all. I mean, I'm I'm rooting for that strike all season long. How oh, dare boy. you? I'm gonna be so cranky if that happens. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> I'll be so mad. Take the stands at the Pioneers game Saturday night now, dude. I, I'll be so mad. Mark Max Scherzer pulled up today with a to the the negotiations because he's one of the reps for the players with a bag of Doritos in his hand. And I was like, ah, oh, it's a bad day to be the league. <laughs> oh, it's a bad day to be the league. Hey, before we sign off, does any viewer have any update on scoring? Jeff Hart, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, Jared. Uh, football. Bo Jackson, baseball rookie. Boom. Oh, I got that card. But that's awesome. Baseball. Dude, Bo Jackson was more of a baseball guy back off. He, oh, no. Well, I mean, no. Whatever. Yeah, there Dude, you go. His first go, love Bob. was baseball back off. Score. I still need. I still need. Do we still have. What time is it? Anyway, do we have a score? Uh, nine o'clock. Nine well, o'clock. The game still may be on. So. Well, I'll tell you what. Now you got homework. Now you got to find out. Yeah. Well, yeah. All right. Let's wrap this up then, kids. All right. So, uh, everybody, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. want to thank Jason Shia, the voice of the Utica Comics, for coming on and joining us. Jordy, thanks for uh, joining the party here in segment two. It was great to have you. Yeah. Hey, thanks for letting me come on. Absolutely. And uh, Oh, here. my food's here. Let's go. Cobra <laughs> <laughs> wings, baby! <laughs> Just All right, there. so we'll be back next Wednesday night, seven thirty as usual. No, uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> delivery right in your office. Man, this is incredible. No, anyway, yeah, no, she's good. Yeah, all right, we're good. We'll be back next Wednesday night, seven thirty. So uh, tune in again. I'm Marty podcast, and hopefully we'll have that Facebook problem figured out. And by the way, it is seven to four Wilkes. So with that said, for Don Real, for Jeremy Roberts. For Jordy Fighter 14, I'm Scott Kinville. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Well, yeah, no kidding. It's a workbench, basically. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact. Here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. With every race, every qualifying run, and every pit stop, Tim Coffeen would feel the pressure and excitement. With his own podcast on the Sports History Network called Tim Coffeen Talks IndyCar and Racing History, Tim will share those very same racing emotions and memories with his listeners. Learn, laugh, and enjoy the world of IndyCar racing through the eyes of Tim Coffeen. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.